number 306. 306. As they are coming in, Mr. George Mueller says, this is how I find the will of God. I seek the beginning, in the beginning, to get my heart in such a state that it has no will of its own. That's the first thing you do. Then, having surrendered my own will, I seek the will of the Spirit of God through or in connection with the Word of God. Next, I take into account providential circumstances. These often indicate God's will in connection with His Word and His Spirit. Then I ask God in prayer to reveal His will to me aright. That's how you find the will of God. And I would say sometimes it is difficult. Sometimes it is uh, not as difficult. So, uh, and you can't have, you can't get godly counsel, but always get it from someone who is more mature than you, and someone who has a very, very solid experience with the Lord. And uh, but always check by the Word and Spirit of God. Amen. Page three hundred six, the good old gospel ship.
page uh, 82. Page 82.
My sins are gone. We were without hope. Aliens from the common book of life. But Jesus. He brought us in. He grafted us in. He loved us in. And now we have an inheritance among them who are sanctified. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Have a baby. Right. Anyone have a special prayer day? Oh, yes. and Jeffrey, they're sick. Also, uh, Diane Kicklider, continue to remember her. Also, we've been missing uh, Miss Karen on Wednesday nights. Please, let's be praying for her. I don't know what's going on there. And um, just remember those that are around us. Must be a witness. sister, uh, her two children, let's see, uh, Jonathan maybe 19, Laura's 21 or something in there, you know, and they're at that age, they're, they're looking where they need to go, what they need to do, and when they leave home, she'll be all by herself. She'll be right there close to mom and dad, but 
just so many changes just coming so fast, and which we knew they would, but you know, it's just uh, change in life, and ones that you cannot change, they're going to change anyway. They're always pretty tough. So, uh, especially when you don't have a spouse, like my sister, uh, she's single mom, and uh, just all those things just boom, boom. And uh, she has a responsibility primarily of mom and dad and all of that. So do pray for her and those children. And uh, let's remember each other. And let's find a place to pray and ask the Lord to help us in these requests. <laughs>
it going to be like in heaven? Huh? Not to think that, it, you know, but putting yourself there. Huh? We need to, there are some things we can imagine in. And uh, you can't out imagine what it's going to be like in heaven because it's going to be beyond all expectations, beyond all way of, of describing it. So we need to be looking forward and looking up. Amen. And I appreciate the Lord. Uh, there are times I know as, uh, uh, and I've been out there as much as I have been up here, there's sometimes it feels like, you know, we preachers say, you know, hey, you can't have it. No. We're supposed to have an imagination, and it's, but it's supposed to be toward God. Amen. Amen. And so when God inspires that, we need to work it. Amen. And let the Lord use that because a lot of times that's the way we are able to reach others for Christ. And so I do appreciate the Lord, appreciate His grace and His mercy. You didn't tell me you were leaving. But anyway, I'll let you slide. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do appreciate the Lord, and um, I'm glad I made it tonight. I have not been feeling well off and on through the day today. But you know, God's able to help us. Yeah. And... Um, 
You know, I, I, I do believe we are fighting spiritual battles right. like we've really never fought them before. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to be an overcomer. And the only way to be an overcomer is by overcoming. <laughs> you know? And so uh, you just got to, sometimes you can walk right over that mountain. Sometimes, you know, you can climb over that mountain. Sometimes you can just crawl over that mountain, but get over the mountain. Whatever the obstacle is, you got to be an overcomer. And so I appreciate the Lord, and um, I, I'm just uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do for us. We've got a new year coming, and uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to see 21. Huh? But we still got a little time left in here. And so I want to be busy doing what we can for the Lord. Um, Brother Robert, how about come and receive our offering here tonight? The other day, can I testify first? The other day, I had, as some of you seen, I had a, a moment. Um, but it wasn't the moment where I was like scared that I was going to have some drastic <coughs> loss. Uh, it was the exact opposite. My nerves were shot because I was so overwhelmed with uh, with just love, and more importantly, with thanks uh, that the Lord has continued to give me blessing after blessing after blessing. Yes. Yes. You know. She used to be my Isaac. I would uh, put her on a pedestal, but I know that the Lord is just allowing me to have her for a small moment in time. But I'm going to get something one day that's going to last forever. Amen. That's right. Amen. And that's what I'm really concerned about and really looking forward to. Brother Robert had talked about how we pray earlier today, and uh, I just said, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for yes. being here for me right then, being there for, or being right there then, and then being here for me now. Because it is difficult when you get faced with an adversity that you don't know that you're going to be able to overcome. Sometimes the devil can creep in at that moment and really take advantage of your circumstance to beat you down. But the one thing that I have come to realize through all of this in my walk as a lot of you are climbing over your mountains. I seem to be going down in my valleys a lot. I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with the mountain. I just seem to have a valley that continues to go further down and down. And I'll come up out of it for a little while. And then there's another valley. Uh, I never reach the middle of the hill, let alone uh, near the mountain top. That's what it feels like sometimes. But I'm, but I'm encouraged today because yesterday, the other day, I had felt something that I had not felt for quite some time. Thank the Lord. And that was peace of peace peace come over me inside that vehicle when I prayed. Because I didn't pray, Lord, you know, make sure she's okay. Lord, do this or do that. I, I just simply said, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I just wanted to stand before you and let you know that I thank him as we all do for all the times that he's always there for us, even when we don't deserve it. Because we all we all sinners by design. But he saves us through grace. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. song if you would while he was testifying I'm reminded of the how the Lord told I don't remember which king it was but told him to dig ditches and, and not a few but to dig a bunch of ditches and the reason was is because it seemed like every time did you pass that plate? pass that thing again I don't do that very often Teresa, you got a couple of dollars put on that top? Okay. I'm not, it's not offering for me tonight. It's going to be for Brother Dodd, but anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That encourages me. Yeah. You thought you were giving me an offering, but now, all right. But, uh, um, but you know, the, 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 the enemy kept saying and thinking, we can't fight them in the mountains because they always win in the mountains because their God is the God of mountains. But then they began to fight in the valleys and they started winning in the valleys too. And the reason for that, that's a little better. Uh, um, the reason the Lord did that is so that the enemy would know he's the God of the mountains and of the valleys. And I appreciate the Lord. I've spent my fair share of time in the valleys. And after a while, you learn to enjoy them. You know? Well, in all honesty, those high mountains, even in North Georgia, you go to them high mountains, there ain't a whole lot growing up there. And it's generally kind of chilly. Huh? But them valleys, that's where the water runs. That's where the fertile plain is at. Amen. That's where we can grow spiritually. And I appreciate the Lord. And I appreciate the Lord that He's able to help us to be overcomers in this present day. All right. You got it? We sang this in prison. So uh, I, I don't know how good we're going to do tonight. But Brother Jacob broke a strength. <laughs> I was reading Luke uh, in our daily Bible reading, and it was a uh, part where Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and it said that the, the, the followers of Jesus, mm -hmm. his disciples, the ones that were following him with him, it says that as they was coming into Jerusalem, that they rejoiced. Yeah, right. And they praised God with a loud voice. Loud yeah. Voice. And uh, I like that. I'm kind of loud. And I like that. Brother, yeah. this is something about being loud this morning. And I was just thinking, you know, making a joyful noise with a loud voice. It's in the Bible a lot. Oh, yes. And uh, I was I was thinking about the old Pharisees. Ain't that just about right? The old Pharisees hanging around all the followers of Christ. Will you just, will you just be quiet? That's right. Just hush it down. Asking Jesus, Jesus, can you just tell them guys to shut up? Right. They're being too loud. Yeah. They're rejoicing too much for you. 
And Jesus said, you know what? Even if I tell them to be quiet, even if they do hold their peace, That's the right. rocks, the, the rocks will cry out. Immediately will cry out. Immediately. So today, as we sing this, don't let the rocks take their place in worship. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just to say what, kind of add what he said, I was in the truck the other day, we were going to our first night of revival, and I, I, I don't know, I, I think I've seen a song, and I just felt the presence of the Lord in my truck. Oh, yes. In my truck, That's right. And I, I felt the Lord, and I just started saying like they said that day, Hosanna. 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 And I was like, praise the Lord, the Holy Ghost come down in the truck, and I started speaking in tongues, in the truck, right? Yeah. I thank the Lord. I'll tell you. Thank the Lord. Praise Him. If you got what you say you have, you'll praise Him. That's right. And you'll praise Him laugh. Yeah. And you'll be thankful. I was sitting over there just this morning, and I, I wasn't trying to be whatever. It's just coming out. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
died to preach for us. Uh, didn't know, just he come sneaking in on us Wednesday night, and so, uh, and I, we might have done something then, but already had arrangements made, and so we're looking forward to hear him preach here tonight. So why don't you come, obey the Lord, share with us a little bit about your doings around. Well, greetings to y'all in Jesus' name. Always, always good to be back home. Help us, Jesus. Uh, yeah, we took off, I don't know, uh, about a month ago now, I guess, and picked up the Gabbards in Kentucky. And, um, go ahead. Shreveport, Louisiana, to Brother uh, Stacy Holden's church, yeah. and uh, had a good meeting there with them. Probably the one of the better meetings, in my opinion. Had a, had a couple of people get instantly healed. Just, uh, within the same time we prayed, it was very encouraging. Um, from there, we went up to uh, Falk, Arkansas, to be with Brother Shoecraft, and uh, had a good meeting there. Spent. Uh, Sunday to Sunday there, and um, it was good. Got to see a lot of people, uh, got to meet a lot of people, I should say, that we didn't know. And after that, we went down to uh, Orange, Texas, which is way down the coast, to Brother Mark Compton's. And I uh, was really blessed with that church. Um, it was the first time I'd met any of those brothers, and uh, it was just a blessing to be there. I was able to preach a couple of times, uh, preached for... Uh, Brother, um, there in Fout, uh, now next to him. Yeah, I forget his name. I trust he's not listening. But I got to preach for him one, I think, Sunday evening, and then got to preach for Dennis Heath as well. So uh, it's good to get out to minister. To, uh, I was really close to home. I was hoping my my uh, my folks wouldn't find out was just about an hour from the house because they would have been pretty upset. At that point, but uh, we'll see in Thanksgiving time, I trust. Uh, one of the hotels we stayed in had a, I don't know if you've seen on the news, there was a, a lot of storms come through and there was a tornado like right in front of our motel. We got a video of it. Uh, so that was exciting, but uh, yeah, other than that, we started heading home and stayed with Brother Jamie Hope one evening and then uh, just kind of a layover and then from there we went back to Kentucky and then back down to Georgia. So uh, we're looking to leave out again tomorrow. We'll pick up, pick them up again and head to uh, Alabama for uh, the Joey Dean's yeah. meeting and then uh, be back for a week. Then we'll head to Arkansas for a week for Thanksgiving and then uh, be back for a couple of weeks. And our, by then we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do because our house will be uh, closed in December the 10th and uh, we're still praying. We really don't have any agenda. Um, I know somebody, I can't remember which one of you dear sisters it was, that told us to stand still. And uh, we can do that until December 10th, then we gotta do something. Uh, we gotta do something. So y'all uh, pray for us. We're open to you know whatever God would have for us, wherever that may be. And uh, just trying to, to find the mind of God through all this. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Philippians tonight.
Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, we read in verses 1 through 6. When you find it, would you stand for the reading of God's Word, those that can? Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always and every prayer of mine, for you all making a request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Pastor, would you pray for the message, please? Oh, sweet Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, O oh God. And we thank you, Lord, of this promise that you have given to us. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint the ears of the hearers and anoint Brother Jonah, Lord, here tonight to bring forth the word that we need to encourage and strengthen and help, Lord, whatever is needed here tonight. Bless him and use him, Lord. And Help us to receive in your blessed and holy and righteous name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Paul writes the letter to the Philippians, and he opens up like he often does, and blessing them and greeting them. He says in verse 2, Grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he thanks God upon every remembrance of them. He says, I'm always remembering you in every prayer of mine, and I make these requests with great joy. He said, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day even until now. Right. Paul had, had established his church, and he had, he had uh, won these people to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and he was excited about what God was doing within them. And I just assume, you know, it's kind of hard to read into some of these letters because we don't have the corresponding before or after sometimes. But I assume coming from verse 6 that there was some, some difficulties in the faith, difficulties in the individuals. But he says these words. He says, I am confident, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we see that the Apostle Paul he was expressing to these people that he is confident that God will continue this good work in these believers. Right. I'd like to preach to you a little bit on the thought tonight. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? This little phrase that the Apostle Paul wrote here in Philippians, being confident of the very thing which he hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's break that down just a little bit tonight. And it, it simply means this, uh, of being confident simply means to be fully or per firmly persuaded or convinced. That he which hath begun a good work simply means the work of God is referring to the work of the Lord or the work of Jesus Christ in the heart of the individual. Will perform it simply means that he will carry it forth to completion. He will make it perfect. He will present you spotless. He will present you without blemish. He will complete 
or finish the work that is done or begun inside of you until the day of Jesus Christ simply means the day of the Lord or the day that of his triumph and the day of his glory it refers here to when the Lord Jesus Christ will appear to receive the people of God or the church of Jesus Christ unto himself simply the day of judgment if you will he says I am confident I am fully and firmly persuaded that he which hath begun a good work the work of God the work of the Lord the work of Jesus Christ he will perform it he will very easily carry it forward to completion he will perfect it in your heart and perfect it in your mind and perfect it in your soul until the day of Christ so from this point forward until the Lord Jesus Christ Paul says that he is going to continue to work in your life regardless of your difficulties regardless of your valleys regardless of your mountaintops he says he will continue to work inside of you beloved not just those apostles in the church of Philippi not just those apostles in Corinthians not just those people of God in the early church or the turn of the century the 1900s but beloved right here right now in 2021 we have a confidence and we have an assurance that Jesus Christ the work that he started the work that he has begun inside of your life if you will just hold on if you will just look to him if your faith and confidence will be inside of him and only him you have a confidence and assurance that he will finish and complete that work in you thank you Jesus now why would the apostle Paul be able to say such things oh because we know from the scriptures that he was the chiefest of sinners he was the worst of the worst. He had persecuted the church of God. He slayed the church of God. He desired to imprison the church of God. But yet we find that the grace of God was poured out upon this man. And he recognized and realized that the same grace that was working inside the chiefest of sinners will also work inside your life. The apostle Paul knew and knows that Jesus is coming and coming soon. And the Lord Jesus is not coming back for Himself. No. He's not coming back because He wants to reminisce across the streets of Jerusalem. He's not coming back so He can meet you and I and tell a bunch of good parables and stories. But beloved, He's coming back for a church. He's coming back for a people. And this people, they are without spot and they are without blemish. Therefore, He can say these things because the people in whom He is coming to, they are holy people. They are righteous people. They are people that love not their own life even unto death. They are people that embrace the cross of Calvary. There are people that say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Therefore, Paul knows because he is coming for a people as such. He knows that Jesus Christ will continue to work in your life if you will let him. That's right. Ezekiel 37, popular portion of scripture that we're all familiar with and have heard preached many times, and I probably don't have anything new. In regards to this particular chapter. But Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14 says this the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. 
and caused me to pass them by round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones come together, bone upon his bone. And when I behold, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them about, and there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanding me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost we are cut off from our parts therefore prophesy prophesy again and say unto them thus saith the Lord God behold oh my people I'm going to open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves I'm going to bring you to the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves oh my people and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. And then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. So we see here, again, a popular portion of Scripture, especially for us Pentecostal people. We see where the Lord Jesus Christ, or God the Father, gives a vision unto the man Israel. And we see uh, Ezekiel, and we see that he just standing around, maybe minding his own business one day, and he says, the hand of the Lord came upon me. Maybe he's in his prayer closet. Who knows? But the hand of the Lord came upon him and the Spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of a valley that was full of dry bones. I don't know about you, but it gives me a, a, a vision of a, of a large valley. Bones scattered everywhere. Maybe a, a battlefield where men had been slain, carcasses laid for waste, beasts of the field come and devour what's left, fowls of the air come and pluck the eyes out and eat everything till every piece of flesh is consumed. Bones scattered everywhere. The sun has bleached these bones to where Ezekiel says, Lo, they are very dry. He caused me to pass them around the mountain. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And then he asked the question, Son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? And I can only imagine, we, we think of Ezekiel, and we think of uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah, and we look at them as great men of God, and no doubt they were great men of God. But understand also, they were of like passions as you and me. And I can only imagine, as this prophet begins to look across that valley and see all those bones, not just dead people, not 
lodges, carcasses, carcasses that are laid waste, but bones that are scattered, skeletons that are busted up. It didn't make any rhyme or reason what took place here, except it is a family full of dry bones. And as he looks upon these saints, and he wonders what took place here, the question comes forth, son of man, can these bones live. And I answered, Lord, thou knowest. Thou knowest. And again, he said to me, well, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy and say to them, oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God in these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. I will lay sinews and flesh upon you to cover you, your skin and breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. He said, Prophesy these words. He said, You speak the word of the Lord. Yeah. And he says, So I prophesied. Yeah. It wasn't, I prophesied. So I, I prophesied. Yeah. And I can only imagine in my mind as he prophesied, as he was commanding, Thus said the Lord. Yes. Oh, ye dry bones. Hear the words of the Lord. And he's waiting. And he's looking. And behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And in my mind, we have verse 7. He says, There was a noise. And behold, a shaking as the bones come together. As he began to prophesy, this bone came to that bone, and that bone came to this bone. And I can only imagine the Lord he prophesied that when those bones began to come together, it didn't matter what nationality, it didn't matter what, what they knew exactly what body to be a part of. You had your ankle bone, and your foot bone, and your hip bone, and your head bone, and your shoulder bone, and all of a sudden these things came together, and it was no longer a valley of scattered bones. There was a valley of skeletons. And the flesh came upon them. And as he's prophesied, this is taking place. And he says there, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God. He doesn't say, So I prophesied. But at this point, he says, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God. Oh, you valley of dry bones, you dead men. He said, Thus saith the Lord. Oh, breathe and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied and commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. And he goes into the, the, the fall of wild the reason of this prophecy by telling this every time I read this I have to come to the conclusion that when there are a bunch of men that are full of dead dry bones God will always send a preacher God will always send a man with the word of the Lord to stir the hearts of the people we don't have to be dry we don't have to live a life that's consumed by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pleasure of all this world He brings a picture. These rocks had more life than these bones did. These rocks, these bones had been washed, whitewashed by the sun. But now they're about to experience the washing of the word of God. It pleases God by the foolishness of preaching to save 
them that believe. According to 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, God's grace can save souls without preaching, but our preaching cannot save them without His grace. Even dead and dry bones begin to move. They are called to hear the word of the Lord. Yes. When it's proclaimed, a noise, it was proclaimed in a shaking. God's word ought to move you, beloved. God's word ought to stir something inside of your heart. If you don't read the word of God and it begin to speak to you, you need to find a place of repentance. If you don't come to the house of God and the word of God just becomes like water off a dust pile, it doesn't convict you, it doesn't draw you, it doesn't do anything to you, then something is wrong with your walk with God, beloved. Something has hindered those things that God desires to work in your life. God's word always has been and always will be a medium in which it touches and moves the people of God. That's right. Yes. 1 Corinthians Chronicles 14, 14 through 16 says, Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Right. And it shall be when thou shalt hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle. Right. For God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon to Gezer. Time when David was anointed king, there's rejoicing in the place. They were worshiping God for giving them a king again. A king that embraced holiness. A king that embraced the Father. A king that was going to establish, no doubt, the Messiah would be. The Philistines, they had heard down the road that they had a new king going on. So the Bible says they heard these things and they came and challenged him. So they found them and set themselves up in a ray and they found themselves in the valley, prepared to go to war. And David inquired of the Lord. He said, Father, shall I go? Will you give them into my hand? And we see God said, Go, I will give them into your hand. And for David went, and he went down to the valley. He went down to the valley and began to fight the battle. And the Bible tells us that David conquered the people of Philistine. At that point, they turned and ran, went back to their home. That's right. To the point that they left all their idols. Yeah. Gathered them together. Old-fashioned burning barrel. Yeah. Oh, when's the last time we had a good old burning barrel? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Some of those books we ought not to read. Right. Some old nasty music we should get rid of. Some old YouTube tapes we need to stop uh, getting involved in our life. We don't do TV, but we got a TV inside our pocket. Come on. Yeah. Oh, that God will stir our hearts. Yeah. That God will stir our minds. And say, no, I'm not consumed myself with the gods of the Philistines. They burned them, every one of them. The Philistines heard this. They said, how dare he defy our gods. They came back and set themselves back into the valley. Three times, brother. The valley of dry bones. The battle of the Philistines. 
And again, the battle of the Philistines. Victory comes in the valley. Victory comes in the valley, beloved. That's when you fight. I can tell you some of you soldiers that's been off to war, it was fine when you were sitting around eating and talking and just having a good old day. It seemed everything was fine and dandy. But when you found yourself in the place of battle, you understand that life or death happens right here and it happens today. I tell you, battle begins, always has been, and always will be in your valley. You will live or you will die in your valley. David goes back to the Lord. He says, Lord, shall we take them? God said, wait. And here we have the verse which I just read. Therefore David inquired again of God. And God said to him, Go not up after them. Don't go after them. Turn away from them. And come over against them in the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. Then thou shalt go out to battle. He said, hold on, David. We're going to do this a little differently. You defy their gods. They're defying me. I'm going to go out and fight for you. So therefore, I don't want you to go to battle. But I want you to run from them. And I want you to find a little brook to branch of mulberry trees. And you just hide out right there. You just stay right there and wait upon the Lord. And the Philistines, they came to running. They said, oh, we got to run now. God is going to help us. Our God is going to give David in our hands. Here they said. In my mind, I guess none of us know what the sound of a going is. But in my mind, I just have to believe, whether it be angel or the Lord Himself, God just sent forth a giant walking through those mulberry trees. And those mulberry trees begin to move as if a rushing mighty wind. And those Philistines, all of a sudden, they seen a God they had never seen before. And those David and all his men, they heard the rustle. They heard the sound. They heard the wind. Whatever it was, they heard the mulberry trees working to and forth back in yonder. And they yelled with a great shout. And no doubt they said, God is our God. And he is our deliverer. And the Bible says they pursued him and they destroyed them. God said wait God brought victory the word of the Lord went forward David heard the word and it created something inside of his heart God's word always brings forth life it does not bring forth death young preachers this pulpit and I'm a holiness preacher through and through up and down left and right but this pulpit right here and every other holiness pulpit or any pulpit it is not a weapon in which we stand behind and shoot those that we don't agree with but beloved this right here this sacred desk this place of the holy of holies if you will it is brought forth that the man of God can stand forth and bring forth words of life that the word of God can go forward and give you life and your difficulty, give you life in your valley. This is the sign of His Word. It is forever settled inside the heavens. It is forever a 
in everything you do. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you will live. The bones came together under a divine direction. Now we have a perfectly formed human flesh from dry bones. There's blood pumping. There's, there's a heart there. There's eyes. There's hair. I'm just assuming it's, it's a human. Just as, as when God created Adam and Eve from the dust of the ground, He made these people from the bones of the earth. But still, no life. No life. Ezekiel began to preach. He began to prophesy. The word of the Lord went forth and entered into the ears of these bodies. He began to prophesy and say in verse 9, Oh, breathe. Oh, breath and breathe upon these slain. That they may live. I can only imagine he called from the four corners of the earth, from the north and the south, and the east and the west. And the wind began to blow, and the wind began to move. And before you know it, these men that stood there lifeless, these men that were made for war, these men that were strong, these men that were robust, these men that seemed they could take any other before them, they begin to have life. They begin to breathe in them just as when God took the dust of the ground and made Adam and he breathed into him and man became a living soul. Once again, it wasn't one man but I can only imagine tens of thousands of men as God breathed upon them and they become a living soul one more time. Oh, son Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Rise up, O Son of Man. Prophesy. Let the word of God go forward. They stood upon their feet. A great army. But not just an army. A mighty army. Not just living men. Effective men. Men fit for service. Men of valor. Men that you would want to have your back. Oh, that God would breathe upon us in such a way that we would be just that. Oh, brother, 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 that God would breathe upon us in such a way that when people looked at you and me and each one of us, that we would desire that they have our back. Men of integrity. Men where no guile rules and reigns inside of our hearts. Men of the scripture. Men of prayer. 
Men that looks to him. Men full of the Holy Ghost. Men that are sanctified. Men that are done with the world. Done with the lust of the flesh. Done with the pride of life. Done with all the follies. Done with all the toys of this generation. Men that say, I will stand. But nobody else will stand with me. This is why Ezekiel beheld as these men received the Spirit of God. What hinders you, beloved? What hinders you, sister? Men that aren't afraid. To lay down their life for the gospel. They were fit for the service of the Lord. With God, nothing is impossible. Scripture tells us that He can take stones and raise up children unto Abraham. Stones. Since tonight we heard if we don't praise Him, the stones are going to cry out. Big old rock crying out. Hallelujah. As that big old stone have a mouth and just shout to God with a voice of triumph. It'll happen. Yeah. How did these dead dry bones he creates an exceedingly great army to fight his battles and to plead his cause. Then we have the purpose of the vision 11 through 14. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones is the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. He said, therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. The nation of Israel, it was in that same place where they had found themselves in a place of destruction. They were in captivity. And they said, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from all of our parts. Our strength is exhausted. Our spirits are gone. Our hope is lost. Everything we look to for safety and relief, it fails us. We are cut off from our parts. Our temple is destroyed. Our capital is destroyed. Our gates are fallen. Our land has been held captive. Our case is deplorable. And Joel the prophet in 1 and 4 pins these words. That which the palmer worm had left, the oak locust had eaten. That which the locust came behind the palm of worm had left, the canker worm had eaten. Right. That which the canker worm had came and eaten what the locust didn't, and then he left, the caterpillar came and devoured the land. Everything was consumed. There was nothing left of this nation that's once called Israel. Like a dry desert. Wasteland. When our troubles continue long, and our hopes have been frustrated. 
and our confidence failed. It is not a strange thing for the spirit of man to sink in discouragement. It is not a strange thing for a spirit of man to fall in confusion. Oh, but the only thing that can keep him or her up above the waters is an act of faith in the power and the promises of God. He will keep them from totally dying away. And that's exactly what the prophet God was doing. He said, God sends a preacher. And Ezekiel stands and prophesies to the house of Israel. There is hope. There is a way. There is life. Though it looks like there is none, there is victory in your valley. In verse 12, he tells them this, this thing that he will open up their graves. In other words, he'll give them life. I will cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you to the land of Israel. Once again. Prophesy Ezekiel. Prophesy Ezekiel. Jehovah Jireh. In the mount of the Lord. It shall be seen. Jehovah Jireh. In the mount of the Lord. It shall be seen. Beloved, you may find yourselves in the midst of a valley tonight. You may find yourselves in the midst of difficulty. And you think that nobody cares and understands. And it seems at times God shut you out. And the brother heavens have become a level of pride. You can't even penetrate. Beloved, I want you to know and I want you to recognize that if you will hold on to the almighty hand of God, he will keep you. If you allow yourself to wall in the midst of that valley, you will find victory. If you will find yourself clinging to Jehovah Jireh, but under in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. One day, your victory is coming, and all will see. One day, you'll stand in the mouth, and God will say, see, I kept it here, and I kept you there. Therefore, have hope. Therefore, have hope. I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. Therefore, look unto me. Tell them, Ezekiel, your bones may be dry, but I will give you life. Your strength may be exalted, but I perform best in the midst of your weakness. Your spirit may be gone, but I am the resurrection. Your hope may be lost, but I will restore your hope. Everything you look for, for Satan has failed you, but I am the calm in the midst of your storm. We feel cut off from our parts. A place where we'll piece back together all things that are broken. Your temple and capital is destroyed, but I will raise one up, and the chief cornerstone will never be laid waste. I will rebuild them. Your case may be deplorable. But I will breathe upon you and impart life into your dry bones. Life God, I pray, oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, give forth hope tonight. 
to bring forth hope inside the heart of your people. We see Joe in chapter 2 when it seems things are getting better because God continues to prophesy in Job 2 and 25. He said all those years that you've been lost, all those years that were consumed by the worms and the locusts. He said the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, I will restore. You may think our hope is gone, but God's got a plan. You may think your loved ones are never going to come to God, but God's got a plan. You may think God's done with you and there's no hope for you, but God has a plan. Ezekiel 14, prophecy of the Holy Ghost being poured out and shall put my spirit in you and you will live and I shall place you in your own land. Job 2, 28 and 29 and it shall come to pass afterwards. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they're going to prophesy. Your old men, they're going to dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. A direct reference to Acts 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I can just imagine there he is again, walking through the mulberries, stirring those trees, and all those apostles. There they lay, and those ladies, there they lay, and they pray, and they tarry in that upper room, waiting for the sermon of the mulberries, waiting for the promise of the Father. And all of a sudden, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. They're appearing in cloven tongues like as a fire and a set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can these bones live? God's Word went forth. Life. Was imparted to these people. God can bring his people up yes. in the depths of the valley of bones. Psalm 71 and 20 says, Thou which thou showed me great and sore troubles, thou shalt quicken me again and shall bring me up from the depths of the earth. Oh, he says, He will quicken you again. He will make you alive. He will raise up that old bag of bones. He'll raise up that old heart that's grown cold. He'll raise up and say, God, stir my heart one more time. It seems some of us have got it going on up here. Just can't get it going on right here. Come on. We know when to pray. We know how to pray. We know when to worship. I'm not saying all those things are wrong, so don't don't hear something I'm not saying. But we've got it all figured out inside of our head. Yeah. It's time to go tithe pair. You know that. they get a hundred dollars and fifty cents, and they tithe exactly ten dollars and five cents. They got it right here, but they ain't got nothing going on right here. 
yourself the question Lord can my bones live Lord can I ever get back to day one oh ye dry bones hear the word of the Lord Isaiah 52 1 through 3 says awake awake put on strength O Zion put on beautiful garments O Jerusalem the holy city for henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean shake thyself from the dust and arise sit down O Jerusalem loose thyself from the bands of thy neck O captive daughter of Zion for thus saith the Lord ye have sold yourselves for naught and ye shall be redeemed without mercy he said awake awake and put on beautiful garments shake yourself shake the dust off yourself and arise loosen that pan loosen that pan around your neck you don't have you've been bought with a price you're no longer a servant of sin but you're a servant of God you're no longer a servant to yourself but you're a servant of the most high God loosen those pans that you willfully find yourself up to day after day after day of the Lord. Yes. Cast off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. Yes. Awake, ye dead bones. Awake, and ye shall live. Awake to righteousness. Shake off your slumber. Awake fully, thoroughly. As you ought to do. Awake from your deep sleep. Arouse from your false state of security. You sleep the sleep of death. Be in earnest. Do not trifle with God. Do not trifle for your souls. Do not trifle with eternity. Awake, beloved. Awake, awake, awake unto God. And you shall live again. You can go back to day one. You can go back to that place where everything seemed new. You can go back to that place where there was peace and prosperity. You can go back to that place where it didn't matter if you had a whole lot or just a little. God was on your side. And that's all you needed. You can go back to that place. When we're unconscious of what may be going on around us and we hear not the voice of God's preachers, we begin to be forgetful of our real character and our real condition. Yes. 
And James says, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Beholdeth himself, goes his way straightway, forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, we sit there and we, oh, how I love Jesus. And we know when we do all the right things and we go down the altar and we get inside that mirror and we say, oh, God, help me. Oh, Lord, help me with such and such. Help me, God, not to look at those things. Help me, God, to be a better husband. Help me, God, to be a better wife. Lord, help me do this. And help me, God, to be faithful to the house of God, Lord. Help me, God. I know I can't afford to pay my tithe, but God, I cannot afford to pay my tithe. God, help me to build. And we rise up and we kind of shake off all that conviction and shake off all that issue going on. And we forget what matter we were. We forget that man. We forget that woman. those doors. Right. Yeah. You look into that mirror. Holiness, brother. Only? I backslid Baptist and want to be Presbyterian. Praise the I'm holiness, brother. Right? Yeah. I look right. I'm going to talk right, but I look right. Hold my haircut right. I ain't got my haircut at all, if you're a lady. I'm holiness man. The landmark holiness out of the holiness people. Come on. And forget who we are. Right. And become a bag of dry bones. Yay. Very, very dry. When we hear not God calling upon us, you forget who his true character is. His true character. And you forget your true condition. And to see all this, we don't see it. We don't recognize it. We go through life and we just kind of justify ourselves. We make excuses. I was born this way. It's the old God blood inside of me. My daddy was that way. My grandpa was that way. My great, 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 great. Oh, we got the line and therefore we somehow justify thinking everything's going to be okay when we stand before God. But beloved, don't you confuse yourself. And do not you forget the Lord Jesus Christ said, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. There's enough grace to get a heart in the heart to make you perfect and me perfect and anybody that desires perfection. That's right. right. It's not in you, but it's in Him. That's right. It's in him. I'm closing here. We all know the story. First Kings. The little lady. Just sniff fire and oil. Place to be rough. Yeah. It was dry. She didn't prepare her day. And if you ask, what are we doing today? 
baker. One more meal, and the baby's gonna eat. Won't be a full belly, but we'll eat, and we'll die. And the prophet comes to town, he's not gonna die. You don't understand. I just got a little bit of meal, a little bit of oil. I'll tell you what, put your confidence in him. Right. Go ahead and make your meal, serve me first. Right. Right. I can only imagine she probably kind of felt like Ezekiel that can't eat bones me. Well, I don't know, Lord, so I prophesied. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Lord, but what's it matter? It's just a small cake, and, and you know, we're going to have to spit it anyway, and it don't matter. I'm going to die, so I might as well go ahead and feed the man of God. And she does that, and I'm sure she watches him, and she looks to him, and maybe he just go, hey, then go make another one. And she reluctantly goes and grabs that, and there comes some more oil. There comes some more meal. And never now, they continue to go and go and go and go. It seemed like it was in a place of desperation. It seemed like she was at a point of death, but God gives life. He defies all odds. It don't matter what your problem is. It don't matter how deep you may be in. It don't matter how hard it may seem to be. Put your confidence in Him. Put your confidence in the Word of God. Put your confidence in the man of God. And God will see you through. God will make a way. God will send the birds and bring you food. God will do whatever He has to do to perform His Word. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very Dry. Yes. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord God, thou knowest. Yeah. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you it will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He did not start this work inside of your life that you can walk around a bag of dry bones. He didn't start this work inside of your heart. He didn't pull you off the street. He didn't clean you up. He didn't sanctify you and make you holy. He didn't baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He didn't call you to preach that you can sit around on your do nothing and do nothing for the rest of your life. But the love of God saved you and delivered you and he made you a work inside your life, a work inside your heart that he would perform it until the day of his appearing. Stand your feet tonight. Somebody come to the piano, please. Can these bones live? Yes, they can. These bones can live. Let us pray. Father, we come to you.
in the name of Jesus tonight. Asking you, Lord, speak to the hearts of your people. Asking you, Father, to allow your word to go forward and to penetrate not just their mind, but Lord, their heart. Their heart. Speak to your Father as we even pause and examine our own hearts tonight. Are we like that one that looks in that mirror? And says, well, I'm not like such and such. I got my faults. So, so. Do we look in that mirror and think we're just doing okay? And yet we walk away and have the same old struggles. church. They're just not so sure what we preach because of the life we live. It's not that we're just ourselves in the same place, the house of Israel. Says our bones are dry and our hope is lost. 
never have the marriage I want to have. I'll never be the wife I need to be. I'll never be the husband I need to be. These kids <laughs> work, bills, COVID, parents, in-laws. And the list goes on. church that the Holy Ghost wants to breathe upon you. Yes, amen. And I just don't simply mean that you run around or jump up and down and I'm not opposed to all that by any means. But 